0: This podcast is scheduled for 10 questions, fighting out of New York, standing at 5 feet 11 inches tall, and wearing the red, white, and blue box, presenting Kyle
1: Brandt! Here we go, welcome to another episode of 10 Questions. Part game show, part mixed martial arts, sort of a podcast. We're doing a new thing here, all competitive. If you've never listened before, we do not have guests. We have contestants, my friends, and those contestants try to get points. They compete against the last contestant, against the next contestant. At the end of this episode, as with each every and every episode, there will be a final score. A zero, a ten, a six, a five. We do not know. That is up to the contestant. And we got a great one today. Start the music. Let me introduce this gentleman properly. Today's contestant is a big fan, of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. He is a world champion. He is pound for pound one of the most exciting football players to ever live. This man gave a million dollars to the same college program that dismissed him. He is a safety for the Kansas City Chiefs, and at one point in his career, on his pregame playlist, he had Nicki Minaj's pills and potions. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Kyron Matthew. What's up? Kyle,
0: how you doing, man? Appreciate you having me on. How are you
1: doing, my friend? I've been excited to talk to you. I've been doing the digging and the research, and you have a treasure chest of cool stuff to talk about. How are you feeling? Are you ready for this?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to to be on the show with you today. Um, outside of that, um, just making the most of everything. Uh, still praying for everybody in the world, hoping everybody is still handling you know this pandemic well. And you know, I'm excited to get back to work hopefully soon, and uh, we can play some ball again.
1: How are you feeling? How is your family? How are your babies? Is, is everyone been healthy? And have you had any health scares over the past several months?
0: Uh, I had one. Uh, actually, my high school mentor, my high school coach, actually uh, came down with the COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. He was he was actually able to kind of shake back and, and fight it off. Um, but to just hear uh, him tell me about that experience, um, definitely not something I would want. You know, anyone else uh, to go through uh, from the words of it, man, it's pretty tough. So, you know, like I said, I'm just praying for everybody. But outside of that, uh, family is doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, baby girl is doing well. She's eight months now. So uh i'm excited about her every day so yeah she makes me smile
1: (laughs) let's get into it and this is the 10 questions time tyron here's how this is going to work it's real simple Uh i have 10 for you these these questions might seem a little odd they might seem a little (laughs) out of nowhere but i promise you somehow they connect to your life you have to get them right if you get the question right you're going to hear this sound Okay, I hope we hear a lot of that. However, if I trip you up, if I beat Uh you with a little double move and you get it wrong, you're gonna hear this sound. (laughs) Okay, now you got one ace in the hole. If at any point, Tyron, you got a question and you're like, dude, I have no fucking idea what the answer to that is. You got a lifeline, and you can call for the coin toss. If you call for the coin toss, I will give it two choices. And you can just pick, is it A or is it B? But you only get to use that once in the 10 questions.
0: I got you. OK.
1: Tyron, are you a little nervous, or are you just super smiley like this all the time?
0: Um, hey, I'm I'm, I'm I'm happy to be here, man. I'm excited okay. about it, so yeah. You're, you seem always
1: happy, and I know there's a lot behind that. So we'll get into yeah. it. Let's light this candle. Here's 10 questions with Tyron Matthew of the world champion Kansas City Chiefs. Question number one, Tyron. Your category is billionaires. The question, what legendary talk show host was once crowned the queen of all media? Uh, Oprah Winfrey. He says Oprah Winfrey, he says it quickly. He didn't even have to deliberate. He says, Oprah Winfrey, is he right? (laughs) One for one, out of the gates. We're on the board, Tyron. You know why I'm asking you about Oprah? Because I think if Oprah was still doing her thing, I think you would be on her couch. You would be part of the Oprah Winfrey interview because of all you've been through and all you just conquered by getting to the NFL mountaintop and winning the Super Bowl. Maybe her first question would be mine, Tyron. Standing up there as the confetti falls, holding the Lombardi, surrounded by your teammates. You just won the Super Bowl in a crazy fourth quarter comeback. What was the feeling?
0: Man, I I, I can't really explain the feeling, you know. Um, but as that moment was happening, you know, I just thought about my grandmother. I thought about all the places I've been, you know, all the experience I've had, uh, whether they were good or bad, whether they were you know, highlights or rejections. You know, um, I feel like all those moments made me who I am really at, at today. Um, and so I was grateful for that. I was grateful for the friends I had in my life that continued to support me and give me good encouragement. You know, when I was going through rough periods and mm-hmm. so, so grateful for the people that that God has really put on my path and really allowed me to 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 meet still to this day. You know, even last year, I think, you know, being around Coach Spags and, and Coach Merritt, my defensive coaches, just their fate and everything they brought to me each and every day, I thought that really added to who I was as a football player. And I thought people were able to kind of see me g- get back to really just having fun. And I thought a lot of that had to do with the people around me.
1: A ton. And you were a lot right. of fun to watch. You have such a contagious energy on the field. I find it interesting, Tyron, as you go into this year, You're a guy who straight up said, and this is a quote from you, I'm at my best when I'm hurting. Now, I look at you right now. You're not injured. You didn't just get cut by your team. Mm -hmm. You're not being screamed at that you're a bad teammate and a pothead. None of that. You're loved, man. You're under contract on the world champions and everybody wants a piece of you. So you're not hurting. How are you going to be at your best?
0: Well, you know, I I said that because, you know, I do, people do look at me on the surface and they do see that, you know, I have my life together now and I do have beautiful children and I do have a lot of positive things to look forward to, but what a lot of people forget is the reason I even played football to begin Mm -hmm. with. I always wanted to feel like I was part of a family. You know, I always wanted to feel like I was part of something bigger than me. And my family dynamics hasn't always been the best. Mm -hmm. So for me to continue this journey through football, I I truly believe that one day it will bring my family together. It it will allow my father to be released from prison. You know, it it will allow me to heal from, you know, me feeling like my mother abandoned me at such a young age, you know, and just allow my grandparents to raise me. So I'm, I'm really just hoping that this journey, you know, brings, you know, what I really want. And that's the, you know, my family, you know, back together. So, you know that's that's why I'm looking forward to it. That's why I'm smiling, and you know that's why I'm I'm hoping I continue to meet good people.
1: <laughs> I think you will, and we're going to talk a little bit more about your family later. Um, mm-hmm. As far as winning the Super Bowl, Tyron, did you feel like you know you're supposed to have this great months long celebration and you climb the mountaintop? I feel like as the Chiefs, your celebration was kind of cut short because of the pandemic. Did you feel like you lost out on that?
0: Well, I did, you know, especially man, uh, you know, you especially some of the previous Super Bowl winners I've watched, they, they went on world tours for a whole year, you know? Um, so I, I was kind of looking forward to that, man. But obviously, you know, reality, you know, hit us all, you know, and um, it all made us kind of stop and, you know, be grateful for whether it be family members or whether it be teammates or, you know, what we do for a living. Um, I think anytime something real like that happens in the world, it just kind of helps you put things back into perspective and Um, But I I say that to say, you know, I I say that probably adds some motivation for us, you know, this season, you know, not feeling like we were crowned champions the the right way in. So I'm hoping we could kind of fuel off that this year.
1: I think so, too. If you did get the proper celebration and, and everything that goes with it, some of your teammates had all different kinds of answers to this. Do you think, Tyron, that you would have accepted the invitation to the White House?
0: Uh, I'd probably say I would have now, um, you know, I don't think you really, I don't think I'm you know, in a position to turn down something like that, you know, aside from whether we agree who's in office or not. I think that, I think that experience um, is just something, you know, it's it's really hard to pass up for me personally. You know, I'm a a huge football fan. I'm a huge football historian. And, you know, I always wanted the picture behind (laughs) the president, you know, holding the Jersey and yeah, so, yeah, you just look forward to little things like that.
1: Well, you might get to go again, but I don't know if it's going <laughs> to be the same man. We'll have to stay tuned. Right. <laughs> we'll find out, right? <laughs> All right, Tyram, you got the first one right. You're one for one. So, like, you're mm-hmm. already ahead of pace here. Let's see if we can get a little momentum. We'll get a little rhythm. Question number two. Yeah. This is interesting. This is contestant's choice. I'm going to give you two different topics. You can pick whichever one you think will be best suited for. Do you want to mm-hmm. choose the category of golf or Batman? Let's go with golf. All right. He goes with golf. Now, I know that you've been out on the links with, with your mentor, with your best bud, Patrick Peterson. So let's see what you picked up, okay? Question right. number two for Tyron Matthew. He chose the golf category, did not choose Batman. An interesting choice. Tyron, the bar that follows a round of golf is commonly
0: called what? Uh, I don't know. Is it one? Is it the? Is it the thirteenth hole?
1: I handle the questions here, Tyron. You're responsible for the answers. I'm gonna need a definitive statement, my man.
0: Uh, I don't. I don't know that answer. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with
1: you. <laughs> okay. You said thirteenth hole. Do you want to go with your initial reaction, or do you want to burn the coin toss here on question two out of ten?
0: No, no, it's too early. It's too early <laughs> to burn my coin off. <laughs> All
1: right. So you said 13th hole. Is it that? Is it something like that? What do you think? I'm sure when you did it, I'm sure Pat took you out afterwards and had some lunch or, you know, whatever. And Arnold Palmer. I'm sure you guys hit it. So what is that place typically called?
0: I I don't know, man.
1: So I'm going to take his answer of 13th hole. <laughs> And unfortunately, it's not correct. But Tyron, you're so close. It's the 19th hole.
0: Oh, my goodness. It's the goodness.
1: 19th, because you play the oh, 18, and then the last one is the is the. I bar. got
0: you. I got your thing. But you were I right there,
1: man. I was trying to get you there. I was trying to tap it in Damn. for you. <laughs> Here's why I ask about, about the 19th hole. 19 is now this infamous number, because it follows the word COVID. We touched on this a little bit already. Tyron, how is this going to work? How is practice going to work? How are games going to work? And I'm serious, as simple as the first practice, when you're in the defensive huddle, is everybody looking around? Is everybody covering their mouths? How is this possibly going to work?
0: I think, you know, truthfully, man, honestly, you know, I think this is one of those moments you got to, you know, obviously put your faith in God, but you also got to trust people, you know, who are qualified to do their jobs, whether Mm -hmm. that be the training staffs, whether that be medical staff. Um, whether that be different people, um, that the NFL, you know, bringing into the building, um, I think all these people could help us, um, you know, if they're provided the right resources. And I think that's the most important thing. Um, if we know we, we have the right resources available, um, for us, then we know we could go to work, you know, comfortable, you know, each and every day. And I think as long as I, I can kind of put that, understand that, um, I think that it kind of ease my mind, you know, as I'm working, as I'm around my teammates,
1: you know, it's funny, the, the professionals can handle all the administrative stuff and walking around the facility and distance, distance, this, this, that. But then it's, you know, it's, it's second and two and they, they run right up the middle. You step up, make a tackle. There's six guys in the pile. There's no social distancing on second and nah. two or third and 50. It doesn't matter. So do yeah. you think you'll be thinking about it? Or once the, the ball's kicked off, it's just football's
0: football. I truly believe once the ball gets kicked off, whenever that first game is, I think it'll be you know football. After that, now up until that point, now I think it's going to be you know you know risk management. You know mm-hmm. how, you know how how guys responding to being around each other. You know with with so much time away from each other, how guys responding to you know antibiotics or whatever they may be mm-hmm. taking. Um, so I think it's going to be a process. I think ultimately you know it's got to trust the people you know that's in, in, in position to do their jobs.
1: I'm thinking right now, Tyron, about your score, which is one for two. And we're going to get, we're going into the meat of it now. All right. No more warm up (laughs) questions. We did our stretch (laughs) lines. Okay. This is the game now. One for two. Let's Uh, get this one. Question number uh, three Your category is barbershops. The question What superstar athlete's signature hair started as a bet with a high school friend over who could grow their hair the longest? Remember, these questions all somehow, someway relate to you, my friend.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: Got that coin toss sitting out there, Tyron. You got that yeah. coin toss. I know you want to save it for question nine.
0: Superstar athlete. This football player, right?
1: I didn't say football player, Tyron, but I see you working there, and I'll give you football player. Sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Superstar athlete,
1: signature hair. Is this person's ah. got unique hair?
0: Wow! Like
1: I'm, 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 I'm like, I don't know. Then, then you gotta reach into that back pocket.
0: Yeah, I, let, let's do the. He's going to the coin toss. he's going to the coin toss.
1: Is it A. Patrick Mahomes or B. DeAndre Hopkins? Both got a lot of hair. Both have been a teammate of yours. High school friend, they had a bet who could grow it longest. And now we arrive at today. Is it Mahomes or Nuke the Bomb?
0: It's probably uh, probably Hop. Probably D-Hop.
1: He says D-Hop after using the lifeline. Is he right? He's not right. Bro, it's Mahomes. Have you heard of Patrick Mahomes? Have you heard, have you seen him throw? Have you seen his salary? Tyron, <laughs> did you not know that story? You know what? I honestly didn't know it until I've I looked it up either. That but that's I've where never- it came
0: from, bro. I've never heard that story. And his locker is like right across from mine. And I is feel that true? like a, I feel less of a teammate now that I didn't know that. <laughs> what's
1: Right. And you used the the coin toss. I don't give that back. That's non refundable. Nah. All right. So what's Mahomes locker like? Is a pig pen, or he's like a completely here's my old spice and here's my my playbook. Like what's that locker like?
0: Nah, nah. He's he's not. He set up he set up nice, man. You could tell he, he takes care of himself at home. He picks up his trash after himself. But uh the, the best thing about him, or the good thing is he has two lockers. So he's he's really able to kind of you know spread out his stuff so it doesn't look like a you know big pile of junk. So mm-hmm. he's a franchise, though. If he was my quarterback, I'd give him three lockers. I'd give him whatever he wanted. <laughs> all
1: right. So he's got two lockers <laughs> and nine figures, like not entry-level nine <laughs> figures either. Um, we all see different contracts. You've signed a couple of big ones yourself. Mm-hmm. The second that you saw or heard the number's 500 mil for one of your teammates. What did you think?
0: I mean, for, especially for Patrick Mahomes, um, So I was so happy for him and his family, you know, first and foremost. Um, but I think whatever deal he signed, um, the only way to justify it was to to give him that kind of money. I think he's that kind of player. Um, he's really special, you know, outside of, you know, really the, uh, the wild plays he makes. Um, you know, he, I think he's really somebody his teammates can count on, you know, day to day you know, just sticking through the process and, you know, taking it day by day and, you know, trusting coaches and, and different things like that. So uh, I, I was happy for him. I was excited for him, obviously for me too, man, to, to play with a quarterback like that for years to come. Uh, uh, it, it doesn't happen often. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully we can make the most of it.
1: You know, it's it's one thing for me or somebody in the stands to say Mahomes is special, but you know, Tyron, you, you've been around the best athletes in the world. You were you a Heisman finalist as a defensive player, SEC. You've been in the Texans, the Cardinals. Even amongst all of these grown men and these all pros and Heisman finalists, what is the difference between Mahomes and all those guys? Because there must be one.
0: I think for him, man, he, he takes it serious. You know, now, he, he's always calm and he's always composed. And you can never really gauge um, his intensity level but it's there. Trust me, I see it in practice. Um I see the con- I see how he holds his teammates accountable. Um I see how he spends 5 10 extra minutes, you know, not just on the field, but it may be in the locker room, you know, mm-hmm. just talking to his teammates, talking to the linemen, talking to the defense. And I feel like those moments right there really define you as a teammate. Um because we all could be selfish, you know, outside of the what we have to do, you know, as far as on the field. But once we, once we, if you if you're able to get outside of that and, and still maintain that that same level of leadership and maturity and, and a, you know camaraderie with your teammates, I think that says who you really are. So uh, I'm excited to I'm excited to know the young man. Honestly,
1: so he talks so much to his teammates. Riddle <laughs> me this: How come he never came by and told you the story of why he started growing his hair long?
0: Because <laughs> he's 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 really shy. You know, he he's he? really. Yeah, he, he doesn't – I don't think he understands who he is. And maybe that's a good thing, you mm-hmm. know. Um, maybe he's really grounded and, and really humble in who he is as a person. And But I don't think he realized he's Patrick Mahomes, like the superstar that can, know. you know, walk in, walk in subway and get a free sandwich, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> People have been laughing at me when I say this, though, and they're saying I don't know what I'm talking about. But I, my thing on Mahomes is, like, I don't think he's in his prime yet. Because no. he's only started two years, and sometimes you've seen it. Some quarterbacks don't even hit their prime so they're 30 years old. So, like, I yeah. think he actually is going to be way better as a player. And you're saying, even as a man, like, he's still kind of just coming of age.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a great thing to watch. And, you know, uh, a lot of people talk about his athleticism, but the kid works hard. You know, every I'm one of the first guys in the building every morning, and he's, mm. always, he's always there before me. You know, so... And he's always in the weight room, you know, and I think anytime, you know, you can rely on your athleticism, but also you can rely on your work ethic, you know, what you believe in. I think that just makes you that much more special.
1: We're going to tap into your work ethic, my friend, right now, because Mm -hmm. you are one for three. You got one point. I'm not going to lie, Tyron, question three was devastating. You you didn't want to use the the coin flip. You used it and then didn't get it right. But here we go. This is where it starts to get weird. The wheels are going to come off here. This is a a very strange question, but it's somehow connected to you. Question number four, your category is honey. Check this out. This is multiple choice. Once nectar is converted to honey inside of a bee's stomach, how do the bees transfer the honey to the honeycomb, is it a they sweat it out, b they shit it out, or c they puke it out? I'd probably
0: say um, I'd probably say c they puke it out.
1: You uh, have an attachment to the word honey you have for years. You're sort of a an expert, I would say, and you think that the bees in the honeycomb puke honey into the honeycomb. That's what he says. C puke it out is he right
0: yeah they puke that shit right out. i I mean i i wouldn't you know i wouldn't shit something out then try to eat it you know but you need puke i I mean i would i would do that before i do the, the other
1: i think it's preferable and by the way you got it you got to get the honey question right tyron do you remember the exact exact moment when you first heard the term Honey Badger,
0: yeah, I I remember it so crazy because uh, we played West Virginia on mm-hmm. um, this was like a big uh, ESPN night game. Um, I had like I had crazy stat line that day, um, but the whole game, all my coaches were telling me, "Hey man, the whole world's talking about you. The whole world's talking about you." And so after the game, I get on the bus, and you know, the, the, my defensive coordinator at the time, John Chambers. Now, coaches always tell you don't read your newspaper clippings. Right. They read, they read everything though. <laughs> they read it all. They read every blog site, uh-huh. every every group chat. And so I guess apparently he was on Tiger Droppers, which was like a, a tight like an LSU blog, blog yeah. for, for sports. And uh they was calling me like Honey Badger. And I can never forget him stopping me, uh, you know, in the walkway. He was, and he said, listen to me, son, you may not, you may not like this name, but it's gonna work for you one day. You'll make a lot of money. Just believe me. And I was like, uh, okay, coach. And then like the next morning I woke up, Honey Badger, it's crazy.
1: So <laughs> it's a wild nickname. It's kind of weird, but it works. And it all comes from that video of the narrator talking about that. So at what point after you heard about, it, did you actually watch the video of that, like real <laughs> sassy guy saying, oh, Honey Badger doesn't give a shit. They can sting the shit out of him. He doesn't care. Did you watch that video right after?
0: Yeah, I watched it probably like a couple of days after, and obviously, you know, I was laughing. I was floored. Yeah. I thought the guy, I thought the guy was hilarious, and he is. But a- as he was explaining the honey badger, I was at the same time. I was kind of saying, "Yeah, like that is me. Like you know, like I am small and yeah, don't you know, don't back down and yeah, I'm feisty and." Yeah. don't care sometimes. So
1: (laughs) it does fit like you could take a machete to Tyron Matthew and it doesn't bother him. He's eating larvae. Look at him. Larvae. (laughs) It's it's incredible. So you become, um, you know, you're Tyron Matthew, of course, but you are the honey badger across the entire country. And I know that there was a massive injection of fame into your life. You became really famous really fast. How did you handle that?
0: I mean, I, I, to be honest, I really couldn't handle it. Um, it really became overwhelming for me. Um, I couldn't really prioritize things, um, you know, whereas before I thought I had it all together, you know, and then, you know, in comes this fame. And, uh, but I thought it taught me a lot of lessons, you know, yeah, it was tough, you know, getting kicked out of LSU and, you know, having those experience, but you know, I'm grateful for it. You know, I was 19 years old and I was able to have that experience. I thought it really put me on the path I am today, especially once I got drafted. You see a lot of guys come to the league today and they just can't figure it out. Um, so I was grateful for that experience. Um, I'd rather that happen in college than for me to get to the NFL. And, you know, that would be, that, that would have been shameful. So I was grateful for the experience to, to be able to kind of, you know, get to know myself again, you know, fall back in love with me. You know, I thought for a moment there, I, I thought I was the honey badger, like all day, every day. I thought that's who I was. And, you know, that was never my heart. That was never, you know, my intentions. Um, you know, I definitely don't play for fame. I, I always play for my teammates. You know, I always play to, to be a part of a family. And so I just felt like I got away from that because I had access to so many new things. So I was grateful for the experience to be able to, to go through that and get over it mostly.
1: I look at you and I'm reminded of a child star like uh Lindsay Lohan or Macaulay Culkin, who has all this like fame and money thrown on them when they're maybe not ready for it. And it usually ends up really badly. And as in your mm-hmm. case, and theirs, like you, you reach for substances and you can become an addict and normally they don't have this conversation. It doesn't end yeah. well. Um, why did it end well for you? Because there's a lot of guys who, when they get kicked at LSU, they just go deeper into their vices their game falls apart they fall out of shape and and that's a wrap like how the hell did you have that moment where you're now excused from the LSU Tigers football team to being an incredible pro how did, how did you stay afloat
0: you know I, I mean i had a lot of different experiences even after i got kicked out of lsu my best friend uh got killed uh, gun violence um that december before i got drafted uh-huh. so you know i in my mind, I, I most definitely can't go back home. I can't go back to who I used to be. Um, I got a perfect example of what could happen to me. You know, um, you know, just, just, just seeing my friend, you know, d- pass away. You know, he was a good kid, and I knew I was a good kid. So it was really time for me to make my mind up, you know, really about what I wanted and who I wanted to be. And, you know, I always talk about the people um, around me and the people that came into my life because I feel like that that's everything you know, because as I grew up, I grew up, I was a product of my environment, you know, and I feel like now I still am a product of my environment. Um, But, you know, it doesn't have to do with the negative people. It more so has to do with the positive people. And Mm -hmm. that's what I try to, that's what I try to feed into. I try to, you know, keep my kids first, keep my family first, uh, you know, keep my job first and You know, and let everything take care of itself. But I I most definitely don't put the same pressures on myself that I did when I was 19. I don't have to make everybody happy. I don't have to pay everybody's, you know, bar tab. I just don't have to do that. Um, Even though in my heart I may want to take care of everybody, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, I'm just able to really prioritize, you know, what it is I I need to do versus what I want to do. Tyron, was
1: it less Miles who gave you the news that you would no longer be part of the team? And and exactly how did he phrase it?
0: I mean, he he was, he was damn near crying. Like mm-hmm. it was so, it was so hard for him to to do that. Um, I mean, cause he knew me, you know, like he knew who I was and he knew what my heart was. And, but obviously I feel like, you know, me and Coach Miles still have a great relationship to this day. I always remind him, you know, that him and my grandmother really probably made the two best decisions you know, for me in my life. You know, my grandmother, I was, my grandfather passed away. She decided to move me to the other side of town with my uncle and my aunt. That's how I got into sports. Yeah. And, and you know, with coach miles, you know, him releasing him, kicking me out of school really put me on back on my feet. I had to rely on Tyron. I, I couldn't rely on a honey badger. And so I fell in love with Tyron again. So, i probably say those two experiences with my grandmother and Coach Miles, you know, a lot of people say I made the best decisions, but I think those two people really made the best ones for me.
1: They're the ones who helped you remember that, like, dude, you're not the honey badger, you're Tyron. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's right, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's what you are here today. You are two for four. We're going into question number five. We're getting to the middle of the game. I get a sense you're going to pick up steam right now, and you're going to like this category, Tyron. The category here is name the movie. I'm going to play for you a movie clip. All you have to do is listen to it. It's about 20 seconds long and say the name of the movie. I picked this specifically for you, my friend. So I'm going (laughs) to tee it up high, listen in your ear. And when the clip is over, tell me the movie. Roll
0: it. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. Not the mortgage, not the store, not my team and all that bullshit. For those 10 seconds or less... I'm free.
1: Let's unwrap this. Do you recognize the voice? No, I don't. All right. I picked this clip because you've spoken about this gentleman before and wanting to kind of follow in his footsteps. You got a guy talking about how he lives his life a quarter mile at a time, and for those 10 seconds, he's free. It's a deep voice on this guy. Deep voice. Yeah. So does it ring in any bells? Um. You're in your backpedal in the secondary. You're scanning the field. You're trying to watch the quarterback's cues. Are you getting anything from this?
0: <laughs> I'm not.
1: <laughs> I All am right. not. You're, you're going to see why it was chosen and why you would know this. Would you like to guess... Any movie, just a movie maybe you got on your computer or your phone or one of your favorite movies because there's honestly a chance you might hit it. (sighs) I live my life a quarter mile at a time. I'm free. Give me a guess.
0: Quarter mile at a time, I'm free. Is it, 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 it, I want to say Matthew McConaughey, but it's not.
1: It is not Matthew McConaughey, Tyron. I, 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 we could talk movies with you all day, but I'm gonna give you the answer now. Unless you want a buzzer beater.
0: Nah, go ahead. Shoot, shoot.
1: The movie is The Fast and the Furious, starring Vin Diesel. Oh. Now your can head isn't your I, hand.
0: I, go on. Can I? Can I be honest with you? Yes. I, that I'm. I'm. I don't. I don't like Vin Diesel in those movies. The Vin Diesel movies that I like, I go like on. the ones. I like the ones when he's like you know, fighting for Earth survival and, you know, the pit's dark and... Oh, yeah. You know, I like Riddick. those DVDs. I Yeah, I like I like Riddick and stuff. Like, like I've never watched Fast and the Furious. You know what,
1: Tyron? I'm not into those <laughs> movies either. I don't watch that shit at all. I don't watch the Fast and the Furious. I like them in Boiler Room. But this is why I chose it. It's funny you say that because I've heard you talk about before that you entertain ideas of wanting to do movies after you're done playing and you've even mm-hmm. cited... Vin Diesel as a guy who comes in to save the day. Not Fast and Furious, apparently, which she has been in, like, 12 of those. It's interesting. Right. You know, it's like um, it's like liking Brett Favre, but not when he was with the Packers. Like, only with yeah. the Vikings and Jets. <laughs> yeah. All right, so why a movie star? Because we, we can talk about this. I know a little bit about this. Why a movie star?
0: Um, I just feel like, you know, they really – obviously it's a craft that that I enjoy to watch, you know, it's kind of like people who watch football players and they just fall in love with how they work and, you know, how they're able to do certain things. And I think for me, that was the same thing. Um, obviously I feel like, you know, I'm a person that that has, has experienced a lot,
1: uh-huh.
0: you know, I feel like I'm uh, sensitive enough to the point that I can tap in and out of certain experiences. And, um, yeah, so I probably say my motivation for wanting to be a, a a actor is probably Vin Diesel and you know Denzel Washington just you know playing in those action thrillers that that have people on their seat the whole movie, you know.
1: You're you're going to do this and I know this because <laughs> I used to be an actor and half the battle of being an actor is just talking about your craft and your motivation and you just did both of those. Like you're halfway there, man. What is
0: your what would you what would be your dream role? My dream role um yeah will probably be um along the lines of like a, a pitch dark uh mm-hmm. a pitch black. Um you know where okay I've come to this planet and you know I've got to, you know, experience it and I've got to find a way to to make it through, whether it be me fighting, you know, these these massive monsters or you know these people from other worlds, um, or maybe it's like an equalizer movie, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm.
0: maybe I'm maybe I'm the good guy in the neighborhood who sees everything, who's sensitive to everything, who's able to connect to everything, and maybe I can navigate, you know, and help people out throughout the day or something like that. So you got to plan? That's kind of that's kind of like my roles that. Well, that, that, that'll be the scripts that I pick up first.
1: Got be, to be one of those. <laughs> dude, the way you're going, you're going to write the script yeah. yourself. Like, I would not bet against <laughs> you. I don't know if anybody's ever won a Lombardi and an Oscar. I, I don't know. John Legend's won everything, but I don't think he's won a Lombardi. <laughs> like, that would be you, dude. Um, unfortunately, you. <laughs> you're not winning 10 questions yet. We got to pick up the pace nah, here, nah. all right? You are two points out of five questions. Let's move <laughs> to question number six. The category is snack foods. And here's the question cheetos has a mascot this mascot is a cheetah what
0: is the cheetah's name i gotta i gotta be honest with you my 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 son it's one of his favorite bags of chips is the cheetos text him and so uh i think his name's chester right it's chester yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) all right what which what's your son's name uh, well, so my youngest son, uh, Tyron Jr., uh, he's like the he's like the snack king. So I'm trying to get him out of it, but okay, he loves snacks. <laughs>
1: no, Tyron Jr. just bought you a point, dude. You didn't know Chester yeah. Cheetah. You're all you're eating the, <laughs> uh, uh, figs and leaves. And I, 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 you look at you. You look incredible. Hey. <laughs> but without Tyron Jr., you wouldn't know Chester Cheetah. Here's why I ask because you also play with the Cheetah. In fact, his Twitter handle is at Cheetah. He goes by Tyree Kill. You've been around a lot of fast guys, SEC, NFL. Is he another really fast dude, or is he next level
0: alien? Uh, he's he's next level uh, alien fast. Um, I, really? I play I play with all of them. I play with Odell. I play with yeah. John Brown, J.J. Nelson, four two guys. He's different, man. Um, and what a lot of people I don't think give him credit for. It. Is he is he's a good wide receiver? Like mm-hmm. he's pretty crafty. Uh, now a lot of times his routes take him downtown. He's not really able to show off what he can do as far as his craft. But to be able to watch him last year and even go up against him in one on ones, like he 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 under, he's getting better at understanding how to play wide receiver. It's not just about him using the speed, but. So it's going to be fun to kind of see him continue to develop, to, to de- develop into one to a elite wide receiver. I truly believe he can be a consistent top three receiver in his league. Um, but yeah, he's probably the fastest guy I've ever been around.
1: He changed the whole Super Bowl. Uh, fourth and fifteen, Mahomes calls yep. wasp. Do you remember watching that play and what was going through your head? Like, what was your take on the fourth and fifteen play that changed really all of your lives?
0: To be honest, I think I had my back turned. I was talking to somebody on the locker room. I mean on a uh, on a bench and they were not looking at me. And most of my teammates when I'm talking they look at me. They're like locked in with me. And they they all know it was like this. And all I heard was like this. Rah, and I turn around and I'm like, "Yo, what happened?" And he's like, "Yo, you should have saw the play." And so I watched the replay and but only Tyreek Hill can run that route. You know, um only Pat Mahomes can make that throw. Uh, that was a gutsy gutsy play against a Really, really good defense. Most quarterbacks don't put the ball in the air that long against that team. So, uh, but only those two guys could pull that one off.
1: I think the Niners had their back turned on the play too. I, I, <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Bro. Um, I saw you tweet something recently. There was a like an opinionist. I think it was Nick Wright who said that you're the sixth best player on the Chiefs, and you were <laughs> yeah. like, I've never been the sixth best player on any team I've been on, which I believe. <laughs> but let's talk about speed though, Tyron. Let's talk Uh about how many Chiefs are faster than you. I'm going to say off the names. Tyreek, yes? Yes. Mecole Hardman? Yes.
0: Sammy Watkins? I don't know. We'll have to see about that one. Demarcus Robinson? We'll have to see about that one. Anthony
1: Sherman? Oh, no. Sherman can't beat me. (laughs) The guy named Sausage can't beat the honey badger in a race? (laughs) No way, no way. <laughs> All right, but no, with Tyreek and Mikol for sure, and then a couple we'll have to see about that one. Go to question seven. Tyron, you're three for six. I think you're picking up here. I think you're going to finish strong. All right. Just like you guys did at the title game and the Super Bowl. Here's question seven. Your category, Tyron, is smoked meat. You are, of course, a, uh, a player in Kansas City. I know you have shouted out Gates Barbecue before. Here's mm-hmm. the question. Part of the Kansas City barbecue menu is an item called burnt ends. What animal do burnt ends come from?
0: Um, I want to say
1: cows. He wants to say cows. Ladies and gentlemen, if he said cows or cattle, would that be correct? Ding, ding. Tyron, you're heating up, buddy. You're heating up. You've only got three questions left. You're four for seven. <laughs> if you finish with, like, a six or seven out of ten, that is a great score. I mentioned burnt ends, which are fantastic. They're like the crispy ends of brisket. I mean, can you even think of a time in your career when, you know, you've had so many great plays where you've just gotten burned? Really, Like, you just got straight-up smoked. Somebody took you to school. Maybe it was when you were a rookie. Can you remember one of those times?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've had a couple of them. Um I'll probably go back to um, Philadelphia. Um, This was when I was with the Houston Texans. And I was so mad at myself, man, because I knew the route was coming. The receiver was Nelson Aguilar. Okay. And so every time he lined up, it was a speed trip. And every time he was at number two, he was just running this deep post. And he (laughs) was just run to the end zone. And I knew it was coming. I backed up and everything. But they had, like, the perfect protection and if anybody knew Nick Foles, he's yeah. like one of the, the most underrated deep ball throwers. Period. And he like put that thing on a dime. I like dove laid out. It was it was a bad look because when Nelson Aguilar before he crossed the end zone, he turned around. He looked he looked at me. He opened his arms and he just fell in the end zone. And I was like I was like man, he just he just sun he just sunned the honey badger. Like so now I got to go on Twitter and hear about this.
1: <laughs> yeah, he became he turned you into the sunny badger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's OK. It happens to everybody. It's fascinating. Yeah. What you said about Foles, like Foles, legacy is so complicated because, you know, he's been benched and he's been cut and a bunch of times. But he also is a Super Bowl MVP with a statue. You said he's yeah. one of the most underrated deep ball throwers. Tell me more.
0: Yeah, well, I, I had a luxury to play against him really my whole career, man, uh, even going back when he was with the St. Louis Rams. Um, and then he was able to go yeah. to, obviously, um, you know, Philadelphia and even in Jacksonville. You know, I think actually we, we were the ones put him out uh, last year. I hope he come back from that injury. But yeah. he was always a guy that, that I personally took serious every time I prepared for him. Um, I can remember one year, you know, in Arizona, he put up 400 yards on us. Like it was like he almost looked like, you know, Drew Brees or one yeah. of those guys. So, you know, he definitely has the talent. Um, you know, I don't think he's always been around people that truly believed in him. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time he gets an opportunity to, to be around people that, that believe in him, he always shows who, who he is. And So that's what I always respected about him. You know, um, that's what I respect about any guy in the NFL. You know, anytime they're able to call your number and you're not the starter, but you're able to come out here and really perform at that level, that, I mean, that's a guy that comes to work every day, takes his job serious, um, you know, so you, I got a lot of respect for him.
1: I know you do. And I know you got a lot of respect for a lot of players in the league. Let's do an exercise right here before we move to question mm-hmm. eight. The Madden ratings always come out and all the players are so far into their feelings and they're so <laughs> scab, they're so frustrated and it, they're always upset. I, I, if you guys yeah. got 99s across the board, you would still be mad, right, right. always mad. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw you some names, and let's say that EA Sports came to you and said, Tyburn, we want you to do the ratings this year. Give me (laughs) the ratings that you would hit this player with, and just never mind acceleration, just give me the OVR overall, all right? Let's start with tight ends. Travis Kelsey. Uh, 98. George Kittle.
0: 98. Zach Ertz. I'll give Zach like a 94.
1: Okay, and here's the grand finale. You got 98 98 94 Rob Gronkowski.
0: Rob Gronkowski, um I probably say like 93 94. No um, kidding. Yeah, um I know, I mean he's probably going to be better, faster. Yeah. This year, like <laughs> he had a whole year off, like, you it's know. True. So He had a gap year. Uh, so yeah, as a guy
1: you who know. who fights tight ends for a living basically, you have Kittle and Kelsey in a deadlock 98. mm mm-hmm.
0: Mhm. Yeah,
1: what's
0: what's keeping uh, him from a ninety nine? Uh, well, the I sacred. just feel like I, I just feel like to be a ninety nine, like you have to be doing things that 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 we don't necessarily see, you know, time and time again. Um, I feel like Mike Thomas deserves a ninety nine because nobody's ever caught that many balls, mm-hmm. you know, that consistently. You know, I feel like obviously Pat Mahomes deserves a ninety nine because he's been on fire since he since he got the job, you know, and but. I feel like, obviously, you know, those two guys are great talents. Um, I just feel like, you know, it's hard for them to kind of be the special factor as a tight end, you know? And, mm-hmm. I, and I feel like in order to be a 99, you got to be a special kind of factor. All
1: right. You said Michael Thomas already, so let me give you whiteouts. Uh-huh. Julio. Julio.
0: Um, I'll probably say Julio. I'm like ah, 98, 99.
1: <laughs> All right. 98. Which one is it? I'm,
0: I'm,
1: by the way, don't be afraid to hit someone with like an 89 Tyron. Not everybody's. I perfect. know,
0: I know, I know. Uh, but Julio is really good, man. Okay. Like I'd probably say 98, yeah. DeAndre. Hop, 97, 98. Odell. Uh probably 95.
1: Adam Thielen.
0: Thielen? Thielen like a 91. Thielen's good, dude. Yeah, so you could catch.
1: All right, lastly, safeties. This is wheelhouse for you. Derwin James, LA Chargers.
0: Like a 95,
1: 96. Derwin's good. Minka Fitzpatrick, Steelers.
0: Uh, 93, 94. Jamal Adams. Jamal at his peak is a
1: 98. He's a 98. At his peak. We're starting to wrap up here. You're at four points out of seven. I want to keep this going. This is my favorite category, Tyron. You're going to love this. This is called Finish This Lyric. What I'm going to do is, I'm going to play you a song, a song that I know you've heard. It's going to play and play, and then it's going to stop on a dime. When it stops, you have to say what the next words in the song are. You got it? We're going to play the song. And when it stops, you just take it and say what the next words are. Please roll the mystery song for Tyron Matthew. They
0: follow each other on the wind and the Oh I like to am I'm, I'm asking you to change his ways.
1: He says, Change no. his ways. Can we play it for
0: him? <laughs> yeah! If you want to make, wanna the, make the world. a want to make world, take a look at yourself, then make the change. Woo! That was incredible.
1: Yeah. Tyra. did oh, that feel as good for you as it sounded for us? <laughs> you nailed it. Unbelievable. You were Appreciate singing it, it before the clip stopped. Um, nah. Unbelievably well done. You could have been Tito or Jermaine or one of those guys singing with Michael. Um, <laughs> You know, Tyron, I picked that song because I know you've spoken about it before, about how it would be kind of symbolic of your life and what you're going through. And we could sit here and talk about barbecue and movies all day. I would love to. But I don't think that would really be representative of who you are because you are so, so, so layered. I want to bring up a news item, and it's a really, really, really sad news item mm-hmm. not that long ago there was a boy named Devante Bryant who was nine years old and he was shot and killed in the seventh ward of new Orleans. Terrible, terrible story. But I think for a lot of people, it's a story where you would see it on the news, you would shake your head, say how terrible. And then you would watch jeopardy. You decided to step in and pay for the family's funeral expenses. Why did you do that?
0: Well, I felt like, you know, obviously, you know, it was a great gesture, you know, um, you know, me, Going to high school in Seven Ward, you know, playing park ball in Seven Ward. A lot of my family still live there. I feel a connection, you know. I feel responsible, you know. It's part of the reason why I chose to wear, you know, number seven at LSU, along with Patrick Peterson. Mm. That was really to honor, you know, that neighborhood and you know everything it's taught me and how tough it made me. And um, but for me, it's all about obviously, you know, getting out in front of this thing. You know, um, telling these people, telling these children, you know, that violence is not cool. You know, like killing each other is not cool. You know, we should find a way to uplift each other. And um, so I'm, I'm hoping that's the next step for me, you know, aside from this funeral, is to really, you know, get out in front of the violence in my community, hoping I can really change some of the way these kids think. I actually started a program about two months ago. Um, I partnered with uh, this truce program down in Louisiana, and I call it the shift. And um, it's really just a like an hour dialogue you know, mm-hmm. me, other kids that are, you know, some of these kids are, are, are in tough situations. Some of them have been arrested for attempted murder. So it's a lot of these kids on the phone, but just for that one hour, I'm able to get them off the street. I'm able to get them in front of me. And I, call, I named it The Shift because, you know, for me, in order for me to be who I am today, I just had to change one thought. <laughs> you know, I had to shift one thought and that one thought can be really powerful. So um, but that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to get these kids to shift the way they think, you know, really one thought at a time, um, because it could be a lot more Tyron Matthews. It could be a lot more Patrick Peterson's, um, uh, not everybody have people that are telling them that though. So I'm hoping I could be one of those people.
1: I think you are. And, you know, Devonte Bryant, rest in peace. I'm sure you had a lot of empathy for he and his family. It's, it's no yeah. secret. You went through a lot of violence when you were young. There's the man in the mirror. There's also the men and women who are tattooed on your leg. I know you have a very Mm -hmm. special collection of tattoos on your right leg. Tell me what that's about.
0: Yeah, so I have um, I have a ton of crosses. I think maybe 23, 24 in total um, on my right leg, and it really just you know represents everybody I've lost. You know, from my grandmother to my best friend. Um, Just representing those people, having those people walk with me each and every day. You know, every time I look down at my leg, it gives me great. Great strength, great hope. I know they're with me, and you know, even on my left leg, you know, I got guys like Bruce Lee, you know, uh, Zeus, Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali, you know, spirit fighters, uh, uh, guys who, you know, also if I look down, I know they're with me as well. So um, I just try to keep people that that are that I know are going to guide me the right way, whether they be dead or alive. Try to keep those people with me at all times.
1: It's it's incredible, and I know that does a lot for you, and it's part of the reason you're here. I would close this conversation with this. You're talking about making the shift for young people. If you were to be able to talk to a nine year old Tyron Matthew yourself at nine years old, what would you say to yourself?
0: I'd tell them to keep, you know, and I'd tell them to smile more. You know, I don't think I really started smiling um, probably until I got drafted at, you know, Arizona. Then I was really starting to like smile. Uh, but as a kid, I didn't smile at all. Had a lot of confusing thoughts, you know, about family, different things like that. And but I would have just told me, man, keep going. You know, you're a good kid. Uh, stay positive. Keep smiling. You know, uh, God is always going to be in your favor. You know, if you keep your heart in that place. So that's what I. That's what I would remind the nine year old Tyron.
1: It's great. And if anybody listening has any young people in their lives, especially in the Gulf Coast and New Orleans, who need to make a shift, please look up what Tyron is working on because it's incredible yeah. Tyron. we're gonna to go to question nine now we're almost at the very end here and i'm gonna bring up something i yeah. know you feel really strongly about your category yeah. for question nine is democracy okay yeah. here's your question it's multiple choice of the four states that you have played football in which had the lowest voter turnout during the last presidential election a louisiana b arizona c texas or D Missouri the lowest voter turnout in the last presidential election
0: um i want to say i want to say louisiana
1: he says louisiana it's not right and tyron this answer really surprised me the lowest of those four was texas And not only were they the lowest, they were 46th out of 50 states in the United States in terms of voter turnout. We bring this up for a myriad of reasons, not only is an election year, a really pivotal election, but I know that you are really big right now into getting people, especially young people, to vote. There's a lot of things that you could put your platform behind, and I know you do. Why voting?
0: Well, I think voting really is essential. You know, um, when you talk about you know, laws, when you talk about, um, you know, workplace environments, when you talk about just balancing out everything, um, I feel like that's something that, you know, we all should take more serious, um, especially minority people. Um, I feel like it should be way cooler, you know, in my neighborhood to to go in there uh, and vote. And and, and voting is just not, you know, presidential voting. You know, Mm -hmm. we got to remind these people as well, you know, to go in the neighborhood and and vote for local people, vote for local superintendents, you know, vote for congressmen, vote for people that's going to represent our community and represent our people. And um, I think, you know, that's one of the reasons why I want to, you know, get behind voter rights and me and my foundation. And and that's really to make it cool again, to really start to get these kids registered to vote. And um, because it will be cool if people, you know, didn't want to be Tyra Matthew, but they wanted to be Barack Obama, yeah. or they wanted to be, you know, any other person that has, you know, done great things, you know, for the world. And I tell these kids, even on the Shift program, like, dog, you don't gotta be a rapper or entertainer for Tyra Matthew to respect you. Like, I, I'm around different kinds of people. I have respect for all kinds of people. You know, some of the coolest people, I think, are people that are waking up every day helping other people. It's not necessarily the football players and the rappers and the entertainers is more so the people that wake up every day will do their job to make sure the world a better place. And, and I tell them that they could be, I, could, I remind them that they could be one of those people to, to really change laws in, in their city, you know, to, 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 to spearhead certain programs, to, to spearhead positive movements. You know, um, I, I think all those things are accessible. All those things are there. We just have to get people to believe in those things again.
1: I think it's a great mission, and I know what you probably run up against, which is um, people saying, you know, I'm just one vote. I don't matter. Uh, My state is already decided, so why would I bother voting? Uh, Look, the lines are really long. I don't have time. Like, I bet you run into all that stuff. What do you say?
0: Yeah. I tell them, you know, that's the easiest thing to do, you know, is to make an excuse or to find an easy way out, you know. Just put your hand in the pile. You know, um, you know, it's kind of like football in a sense, you know, leave your pride at the door, you know, just come, just come in, put your hand in the pile. Let's figure out a way to make it work. Um, and, And that's what I tell people, you know, just, just, just put your hand in the pile. You're one person, but you're a powerful one person, you know? So it's all about us individually believing in ourselves, you know, believing that we can accomplish things, believing that we can do things. And I think that starts individually. So it's really about people, you know, individually believing that, that they can make a change. And I think, you know, the more people you have around you reminding you that you can make a change, I think that's really when people start to tap into that.
1: You know, I said the category was democracy. Democracy we've seen spill out over the football field a lot over the last few years in different ways, never more so than this fall. Let me ask you, Tyron, as we are heading into the season, a lot of eyes are going to be watching and a lot of expectations for how you guys use your platform. Will the Chiefs have a plan for the national anthem and how to handle it. And what do you think that plan will be?
0: I don't know what we're going to do, but I got I to gotta tell you, whatever we do, we should be 100% united in it. Um, I think us all should represent the same thing. We all should be screaming for the same cause. And if we're not, then, you know, then it's not good. So I, I think us as a chief, is to always remain a team. Um, you know, I think that's most important.
1: It's tough to reconcile that, right? Because if you get together and you have a whole bunch of people, 20, 30, 40, 50 people who say, you know, I feel pretty strongly that I I, want to take a knee, for example, during the anthem, and you got three or four guys who either put their hand up and say, I don't, or maybe are afraid to. Like, that's a tough team dynamic. As one of the leaders of the team, as one of the captains, how how do you handle that?
0: Well, you know, I think, you know, you, you, you take pride in it. You know, obviously somebody has to have these tough conversations. Somebody has to step in you know, and be a positive voice, Um, somebody has to step in and and be that voice of reasoning, you know, to and I think my job is to never never get anybody away from the team, you know, and team goals and team objectives. And, you know, um, uh, I I think if we're able to stay united in in whatever we do, even on the field, um, off the field, whether it be community efforts, I think that always just speaks great volumes about your team. And so that's what I'm really hoping, looking forward to, Um, That we all could just kind of come together um, and really sit down and reason with each other.
1: You're great at it, man. When you start talking, everybody starts listening. And you've been incredibly generous with your time. We come now to question number 10 as you're sitting here at 5 out of 9. This would be big, Tyron. If you can get this, a 6 out of 10 is great. And here's the catch. Question number 10 is always the essay question. Now, what does that mean? I'm going to give you a topic And you have about 30 seconds to convince me of your stance on that topic. If I am convinced, I gave you the point. If I'm not really feeling it, you don't get the point. It's that easy. (laughs) Five out of nine. Question number 10. This is wheelhouse for you. This is a belt-high fastball. On the clock, Tyron Matthew convinced me that even though it hasn't happened since 2004, we are going to have back-to-back Super Bowl champs this season.
0: I'll probably start with, with our leadership, you know, and Brett Veach and, and Coach Reed and, you know, Coach Spags and Eric bien and all those guys. Dave Um just their consistency and everything that they do. They're always putting the team first. They're always finding ways to, to involve their best players and make okay. their best players feel great. Um, I'd probably say outside of that, we have some of the best skill position players in the league. Um, I feel like we have uh, good enough depth to be able to really play deep into the playoffs. Um, I feel like our offense is really high powered. Uh, any given Sunday, they can score 30 points. I feel like defensively, um, you know, we, we got a lot better as the season went along. Our confidence group, um, you know, I feel like Frank Clark is going to come into his own this season. Okay. You know, um, it was cool. It was cool to see him tough it out and play through injury last year. Obviously, Chris Jones is going to be extra happy. He got all that money. So I can only imagine what he's going to do this season. <laughs> My um, only issue, Tyron, I,
1: I love the offense. I love the additions. Should I be confident in the safety position for the Chiefs?
0: <sighs> yeah, uh, 100%. Uh, you know, you got to you got to remember, um, you know, we're a group that, that prides ourselves on each other, you know, having that chemistry. And that's what I tried to build, build when I came in last year. Um, It's all us relying on each other. And I feel like we're able to do that. I feel like Dan Sorensen is able to play, you know, off of me. And I'm able to compliment everybody's game around me. And I feel like, you know, obviously Juan Thornhill, I feel like if he's able to come back from his injury, you know, he's going to be one of those safeties that people are going to be talking about for years to come. And so uh, I'm excited about our group.
1: It's the podcast world where 30 seconds can turn into three minutes like that. And you know what, Tyron? You got the best quarterback on the planet. You got 20 of 22 starters returning. You got all these coaches back. And if we're being totally honest, I think the AFC West isn't quite ready to run you guys down. You got the point, honey badger. You get the point. You get six out of ten. And you have (laughs) completed the ten questions. You have run the gauntlet, Tyrant. How do you feel having completed the ten and getting a six, which is a really good score?
0: Well, I I feel good about it. Obviously, six is, you know, better than average. Um, I feel like I could have done better. Um, I could have answered a couple of those questions better. I feel like I wasted, you know, really my my coin toss. I didn't want to use that uh, as early as I did. Uh, But overall, I feel like it was some good questions. Um, I feel like I kind of know me now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I feel like we all know you. We learn all about you. The coin toss moment between Mahomes hair and DeAndre Hopkins was the low point. But then you just climbed out of it as you have climbed out of everything that life has put you in front of to be now on top of the mountain. Tyron, last piece of business before we go. I want you to call somebody out right now. Someone who you think mm-hmm. would thrive in 10 questions who maybe you could beat them. Maybe you guys talk a little junk. Any major public figure who you think should be in your chair doing this show, talk to them right now.
0: I'm a probably, I'm a probably, um, I'll probably say Patrick Peterson.
1: Okay. I talk call to Pat. Out
0: Pat P. Uh, yeah, Pat. Um, I thank you to come on this show and answer these questions Um, uh, because you don't talk enough, you, you know, um, you, you know, you're just so comfortable in Arizona. And it's time for you to get on TV and, you know, get in front of people and, let people get to know you, man. So uh, I, I want to see you on this show soon enough.
1: <laughs> That's how it's done. Enough of the golf course, Pat. I know you got the virtual yeah. course in your house and the real course. This is the 18 holes you need to play. And then you, Tyron, and me will go to the 19th hole afterwards. 19. Tyron Matthew, you're absolutely incredible on the field. I think we learned a lot about you today off the field truly truly one of the great figures in not just the nfl but all the sports and pretty damn good at 10 questions too my man thank you for coming on (laughs)
0: appreciate it man thanks for having me anytime that's the honey
1: badger tyron matthew we'll see you next time on 10 questions 10 Questions with Kyle Brandt is a co-production by Spotify and The Ringer. The show is produced by Richie Bozek, Jason Gallagher, Noah Malale, and Steve Allman. Our theme song is by Matt Schiltz and Bobby Lord. Additional sound design by Bobby Lord.